hi, this is Nicholas Vince, and you're listening to the Metal Hand of God podcast. And welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and that fine gentleman on the other side of the world is... The Rum Guy. And we have the one, the only, returning for the fourth time, Michael Del Pizzo from Sunflower Dead. What's up, dude? Damn, four times. Right on. I'm good, man. How you doing? Oh, great, man. Great. I'm glad to have you back, dude. You're always fun to have on the show. Cool, man. I'm always stoked to be on it, for sure. So, as we were talking a minute ago... So you guys are, are are stuck at home, like the yeah. like the rest of the fucking world. We can't do a yeah. goddamn thing, really. But you're writing a new album. That's what I wanted we to get are, to. Yeah, which was pretty much our plan anyway. So really hasn't. I mean, we did get all our touring for um, May and June canceled, and probably August too. But we were going to be writing a new record at this time anyway. So it didn't really change our plans. It just changed life. <laughs> You know, gotcha. so, but I, you know, in a weird way, it's kind of given us a lot of time to write some cool songs and really focus without having to do other stuff. So mm-hmm. that, that's not the worst thing, but, but, you know, I mean, is touring going to open back up? Our venue is going to be open this year. I don't know. You know, you hear all these different reports. So we're well, just according to following the rules. So according to Wayne, what'd you say that uh, Louisiana is doing? Wayne, doing course. Oh, who canceled everything? canceled yeah, like, everything I, I, like I like like our jazz California fest too. like our giant yeah. jazz fest is canceled essence fest is canceled yeah um and i don't even know about like <clears throat> since we have our um we have an affiliation now with uh, the fillmore new orleans and i don't even know if we're gonna have any shows for that because wow. of of that right now like i don't know if they're gonna even book anything i know they're doing this uh live stream thing right now which is pretty fucking yeah. cool like cool. like they're putting on shows and you can you know vimo or whatever to, to watch them it's pretty fucking cool yeah well what direction is this new album that you're working on going in it seems to be uh even a darker and heavier version of coma like where oh, we're nice. oh wow there and then, so what happened was at the end of last year, we got back from the Scott Stapp tour and we demoed a couple songs. Cause our process is kind of like, we always like see where we're at, see what we want to do, write a couple songs and just kind of like, you know, dip our toes in writing and see what's coming out. And the first couple songs usually come out kind of lame. So we wrote three songs, we demoed them and one of them came out really good. And two of them were like good, but not like, really the direction we felt like going but they're still cool songs for like right on then we went on tour and did the sons of texas tour before the world shut off and uh (laughs) we came back kind of like invigorated or reinvigorated and kind of with a really you know sharp direction of where we were going and we're like you know what we need to do some stuff that's crushing and heavy and musical and is the next step after coma and um we came home we've written 10 songs since and we're just kind of you know demoing them out now and um they're all really cool um we've been able to uh get the piano back in one of them which is cool for me 
Wow. Uh, the accordion is back, even though we never stopped doing it live. The accordion was not on Coma, but it will be on this record. Um, mm-hmm. And we're also doing a cover song on this record, like we did on our first album. So we're recording a cover, and it's come out really good so far. So um, we'll see, but so far, so good. I mean, the thing is, is like, are we going to put out a record? Are we going to put out a single? Are we going to put out an EP? I don't know, but we're just writing a bunch of songs. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Can what, What's the... Uh, uh, can, can you give us a hint of what the cover might be? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, like, because what no, if we fuck you, man. Why are we... it out and it sucks? You know, no, no. It's it's a uh, no. Um, I'm not going to give you a hint, but it's not um, any current artist because if anybody reads my social media, I'm not really interested in current pop music. It's not really doing anything sure. for me. So, so well, honestly, so we can, who we can is? Guarantee it's not going to be a Lizzo song then. No, hell no. I would love to see you sing a Lizzo song. <laughs> yeah, I mean, God bless her, and she, I'm glad she's successful, but hell no, I'm not doing that stuff. Oh, come on, man. That was, no, I, now it, I'm disappointed. <laughs> you know, if this is going to be uh, uh, a heavier, uh, or equally, if not a little bit more heavier than Coma, that's this is going to be a heavy album. That's yeah, really. Sure. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a heavy record. I mean, unless unless we submit our demos and all the radio people that we work with, they're like, oh my God, what are you guys doing? But the way I see what we're writing is going to be heavier. And I guess, you know, we're more... Um, we're on the last record. We were agitated on the, on this one. Me and Jabu are very um, really focused on making sure what we do comes across and we'll come across great live and move the crowd. I think that's kind of where we are, um, and and not in a happy way, in in a pummeling way. So Good. again, we're focusing more again on the emotion and the weighted lyrics and. You know, making sure the riffs are really cool and stuff like that. So, so far, so good. We're stoked. And, um, and uh, yes, it's been kind of, kind of pouring out of us. And since we're on no timeline, per se, we can kind of take our time and make sure we're happy with the songs we do. Because at this point, that's all I really care about is that we're happy. Right. Well, that's, you, that's, that's it, yeah. And, you know, man, it, it, like you said, with all this time we have, you get to be able to do a lot of things like, like with, yeah. with the show, like with this podcast, we did a whole bunch of revamp into things and websites and this and that. And, you know, it was because we have so much time and me being yes. off of work now for like, cause of this crap for like uh, three weeks, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just been yeah, a t- hell of a time day. Is cool. It's wonderful. Even though it's uh, it seems like, you know, at, at the end of the day, I'm so bored sometimes that sleep is boring to me, but um, <laughs> I mean, I'm literally laying in bed like, oh, my God, I don't even want to sleep. This is so boring. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? I'm not sick. I have a lot to be thankful for. Yeah. So you, I try and keep it in perspective. Yeah. And right. Then, and then, you know, on, on my end, I got I got a four-year-old that runs around and beats the shit out of me all day. So he's... Well, that's pretty cool. He never lets me sleep. <laughs> so That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good now kid. Now, is, is this album going to be a, a, a... Would you say there's a, a, a underlying theme to what you're doing right now? Or is it... On a song per song basis, would you song say? Song per song basis, you know, I don't, I don't really think we're ever going to be the, we're ever going to be the type of band that does that, like a concept record or things like that, <laughs> because I don't really lyrically, I mean, I don't want to write a play, you know what I'm saying? I have, to, I got gotcha. you, I got gotcha. you. I have to really, uh, each song, each each you know musical composition we come out with, it, it kind of guides me lyrically, and I, I just have to go into that world. Mm-hmm. I would be hard pressed to think that we would ever have like a group of 10 songs that put me in the same spot 
lyrically. So no Operation Minecraft from you guys. Nope, not uh-huh. from us. Uh-huh. No, I don't want. Uh-huh. Like or... I said I don't want to. I, I love theater, and maybe I should have been in theater, but I don't want to write a play, man. I want to. I'm. I'm always looking for that perfect song that sums up. I'm. I just want to write the perfect song of me and Jabu's career, and that's what we're always trying to do. Like, oh my God, this is the one. This is the one that people are gonna go. I'm so sick of that fucking song. It's so big. <laughs> you know, it's so classic. <laughs> it's that's the song that I want. That's what we're always striving for. Fuck yeah. Like, and that's the one I want, and that, the one that's just better than everything else. This is like it's like Sweet Child of Mine, you know. Even though I love oh. all kinds of roses, it's, <laughs> it's that one, the one that made them fucking huge. Like that's the song that I want. That uh, that or Paradise City. And those two fucking right, songs have, City, yeah. have been hammered into my head for yeah, years. And everybody's sick of them, but you know how great they are. Oh yeah, yeah, they're fucking incredible songs. But it's like, yeah. do I want to hear it right now? <laughs> no. Yeah, do I want to hear it again? Exactly. But mm-hmm. that's I I want people to be so sick of our best song ever you know when it comes out so that's really the goal to make people sick of it and that's a that's a good goal to have man it really yeah. is yeah. yeah it really is yeah so but yeah we're uh means we were having a great time right it's been pretty fun um you know not a lot of arguments been pretty cool and laid back and um he's just he comes he keeps coming out with uh, you know genius riff after genius riff and i'm like damn that's super cool and some stuff i'm like i don't even know what the hell i could sing to that but it's really cool <laughs> well don't, don't tell him that stuff it'll make his head big and then it'll just be like a diva all the time uh, <laughs> I, you know what i long for the day when either me and him can be a diva and not have to do everything from the you know do all the work the performing the merch the driving the loading the unloading the you know <laughs> Booking the tours, working with the radio people, working with the promo people, doing all of it ourselves. I look for the day when we can diva out a little bit and maybe like just have ten minutes to go eat dinner before we play or something. Well, that, right, that's why you got right. a drummer. Isn't that what the drummer's supposed to do? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. No, uh, no. The drummers always go. God, all you carrying is a microphone. That's what he always. That's what my drummer always told me because I'm. You know, I was. I was a singer, so he'd bitch at me because I was carrying the microphone in instead of helping him. <laughs> You know what? I carry so much damn gear. I even, you know, when we're like when we're direct support to a band and our and the stages are small and we can't stage the drums on stage. As soon as right before we play, I'm literally warming up while I'm handing the drums to my. Oh drum yeah, you have to. I, we, we you always got to help out. I mean, you know, I know there's some people that have that myth: the singer don't doesn't do anything. But yeah. I wish I wish I was that guy. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I hated uh, my my drum. One of my old drummers used to have a damn rack system. I hated that fucking yeah. thing. Yeah, racks suck, dude. You know, I mean, unless you got roadies and, and a truck to roll right? in, racks suck ass. Right? He had this fucking gigantic rack, and then he had a goddamn thing we used to call the coffin, which was like this big yep. roll box full of his yep. uh, hardware. That thing had to weigh two hundred pounds, man. I was yeah. like, and you know what? Stupid. They think it's faster, but it's not. It's slower to set up on stage. It's faster to just bring up a bunch of stands and boom, boom, boom. Pop yeah. Rug, you know, only two guys in the world right now complain about a gigantic rack that's just fucked up <laughs> <laughs> oh there we go i see what you did yeah <laughs> and and the pun guy strikes again uh, a giant me- uh, metallic or aluminum drum rack because fuck drummers. <laughs> <laughs> oh so fuck. But, so before so the as you as you as you elegantly put it before the world came to a screeching stop yeah. um and you were playing a lot of shows, and you've been, yeah. you guys been busy, always on top of the game. What have you been seeing out there um, uh, musically uh, around you? Have you been opening or, or, or opening up uh, your doors to other bands coming with you guys on tours and stuff like that? I mean, 
have you seen anybody interesting and new that you can uh, uh, throw a shout out to right now? I'll tell you what. We just did um, a month tour with the guys and sons of Texas. They took us out. And those dudes are the raddest dudes ever in the history of the world. I mean, the nicest dudes, the easiest to tour with, the easiest to hang out with. Real musicians that get up there and play their ass off are super tight. I mean, these dudes were awesome. We, I love watching them, and I love being on tour with them every single night. What a great experience. And I don't say Amazing. that a lot about you know, a lot of um, artists, but they were super cool. But they're the real deal. They're not up there faking it. They're not pressing play on a, a pre-recorded music. They're up there playing. And it was an awesome tour for both of us to just be around another band that is actually playing because, you know, everybody likes to pretend like they're doing it. But the truth is a lot of them are only half doing it. Kind of. I hear you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems to be, uh, there seems to be a lot of easy outs for a lot of bands right now. And well, technology has made it easy to cheat. That's the problem. Oh, it is. You know, everyone's got to deal with their own pressure. Hey, guess what? If you got to get up in an arena and do a two hour show every night as a vocalist, it's mm-hmm. hard. And I get it. I get it. Your voice is tired, you know. But at the same time, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's just it's just not for me. But I've toured with bands that do it and it's for them and I respect that. It's just it's just not for me. I would hate it for me. But maybe if I was touring in arenas and I had to do a two hour show every night, I'd be telling you guys, I love it because I get to cheat and my voice isn't worn out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's just, it, I, you know, you back in the day seeing some concerts and, you know, you always expect, you know, the, the, the sound you get on a lot of times on albums, which is always an interesting thing when you, when you like, like uh, when you, when I hear you guys play live, uh, you know, I've heard, and I've heard recordings, you guys doing it live and, and everything. And then to hear your albums, you guys, you guys are, are completely tight. Everything is spot on. Uh, you know, it, it, it just sounds great. Uh, but, and like you said about doing the arenas and sometimes doing it like uh, two hours a night and stuff like that. I remember going to concerts. Oh my God. I, I've seen and the guys, you knew they were exhausted from touring, mm-hmm. knew they were. And then they would be like, all right, well, what we're going to do this, you know, they just do something weird. Like we're going to, this is going to be a spoken word version of our great songs. You know, yeah. they would just do the most random shit. And it was awesome because it was an interesting mm-hmm. experience. Some people sure. got mad, some people did, but, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's technology's made it a little bit uh, easy to a point, but I mean when you're when you got to kill it every night, I can see how it would get exhausting. Most yeah, I definitely. mean it makes it easy every night until that technology turns off while you're playing. And oh, you and, you and I've seen that a couple times, and I go, oh, <laughs> oh, jeez, oh. pulls but, a million Ellie on it. But then again, but when you do it, you're when you really do it for real, your voice can, can get out, and that happens. That happens too. So it just you know. There's always push and pull with everything. All I know is for me is, you know, we like to just kind of show you where we are at that evening, the best we can be at that evening. And some evenings is not that good, but it's just the best you can do because literally it's like, hey, you got a throat infection and you didn't cancel the show, still got to sing it, right? So yep. you do the yeah. best you absolutely can. Um, oh, yeah, you know. dude. I, I've, I've played shows where, where I was so sick, <clears throat> I would like – put a bucket in the corner i threw up in the, in the bucket and kept going and, yeah, I, and I was go. like you just gotta go man i mean we we already we already had it we had a band playing from out of town i wasn't gonna mm-hmm. fucking screw these poor guys because sure we didn't show 
you know, these guys were coming in to play with us. So I was like, okay, well, we'll do it. I mean, I'm sick, but I don't care. We'll we'll push through yeah, as we'll far as it. I can. So I did. And they appreciated it. You know, we gave them the whole fucking door. We didn't care. It was just like, we're doing it to help That's these awesome. guys. We're from here, you know? So it's like, we wanted to to make that connection and be friends with these guys. And we did, we still yeah. are, you know, and it's like, that's it's awesome. just one of those things. Man, that's the only way to do it. Unless, you know, you have COVID or something, then, you know, nobody's doing anything. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> oh shit. Is that, that's not going to be the name of the new album, is it? No. If no. you, if you no, got COVID not, and shit. We're not writing the pandemic song or the quarantine song. I'm sure you're going to get about a million of those. And everyone's going to think <laughs> oh. the genius song. That oh my god we wrote the song that expresses what it's like to be in quarantine but we're not doing that I could I could give a shit about that I'm gonna write what I write and that's what I'm gonna do you man know, like we... I, I'm not fuck it I'm not changing shit no I, I don't care I never I never write about like um, um, you know current topics or where the world is because fuck it fuck you I'm gonna write about myself right that's the way I think. and and wait wait you know we had a um we had a group on recently from Australia the name of the band is Dreg. Uh, really good okay. guys. They're kind of like a hip hop, uh, uh, metal mix, you know. Okay. And um, the the singer was telling us he was like, yeah, you know, he says because I was we were asking him how's his writing going since he's been stuck in you know quarantine. He goes, man, I haven't got shit written. He says because nothing is really coming to me. I don't want to be the guy to write a quarantine song. <laughs> <laughs> he does, but you know what? I know the people that are gonna do it. I know. I know which douchebags are gonna fucking do it and they'll probably make a lot of money but i'm not doing it oh oh yeah dude he already said he named three hip-hop guys that had already put out covid songs in the last week and i'm going are you fucking kidding me he goes no he said it's a little too early to even know what i feel about this shit yeah right what do i feel yeah well you know what Everyone, someone's going to capitalize on it. A lot of people are going to capitalize on this stuff, but oh, you know, yeah, me, I'm man. just going to keep keep on doing me, and and that's it, and that's that. And um, you know, I am running out of stuff to watch though. If I, I'm I'm really searching on television and Netflix and all that shit to find shit to watch. But did you Netflix? Uh, did you watch really a good show? Go ahead. What, what go you ahead, got, bro? What you no, got? Go I was going to say, did you watch Lock and Key yet? No, I mean it's. I'm not too in like to the magic stuff, and I read the thing, and I was like, I don't know, if this is for me. But a couple people said it's pretty cool. It's a good well, show. But- I, I'm almost finished the uh, first season, um, okay. but it's if you read the comic, you're gonna hate it. Like I love the comic okay. book. The comic book is incredible. Like it's it's okay. it's uh written by um uh what's his name's son? Uh, uh-huh. Fuck, I can't think of his name. Um, guy wrote Cujo. Guy wrote Cujo. Um, Stephen King. Yes, it's his son who wrote it. And it's okay. very, it's very good. It's very, it's like his dad's stuff. It's really eerie. It's, it's, it's a very oh, cool. good, it's a very good comic. Um, maybe I'll try it out. The but show yeah, is a little it, different, so, but, so but it's still maybe good. Maybe I like the show. <laughs> yeah, you, you I'll, probably like the show. It's good. It's a good horror. I, I was gonna, I was gonna recommend if you like a nice, uh, good, puzzling murder mystery. There's a show on there called uh, Border Town, and uh, Border Town. It actually it takes place in Poland. I watched it. Oh, it was good. Yeah, it was good. I haven't Light seen that eight. one. I have to go look at that one, man. I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah. it was real good. Were, were you one of the eight bajillion people that watched Tiger King? Hell yeah, I watched that. Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And you know what? It was it was it made me feel good about my life. <laughs> right, because, right. Because that those people, all of them, are the worst of humanity. And I was just like, I feel awesome about myself because I don't do any of this stupid shit. Now, <laughs> I would love to hold a baby tiger, yep. but not the way they're doing. I mean, you know, it's like. 
but no, I, I was like, I forget. And then I watched this thing that's really old from like 10 years ago called The Wonderful and Wild Whites of West Virginia. That's incredible. They're even worse. That is that thing. that thing is probably one of the most incredible like documentary whatever the fuck it is things ever. I've ever seen. When the woman is in the fucking hospital after giving birth to the baby oh and she's God. smoking in the hospital. Yeah. And I'm going no. And then they're they're doing um Viking or whatever they were chopping up and snorting. Right yes. The yeah. And, like, and then they're crying because they. CPS took the baby. I'm like, what do you think they're going to do? <laughs> that was the wildest shit I've ever seen. And then this Tiger King came out, and I'm like, what the fuck? These people still exist in the world. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know what? Tiger King's, a, 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 you know, even the wonderful whites, that's a lot of methamphetamine. Going oh, yeah. A lot of meth. Oh, so. yeah, man. And wow. Wow. It's, it's a good Spoiler alert. Thanks for Rome is one of those guys that are holding out for you know the Tiger King. He's not going to watch it. He says, so. "I'm not watching it. I won't do it." Oh, because it's so popular. You know what? It's just it's so easy and stupid, and it's such like bad, dumb entertainment. But yet you're going to be so intrigued, and it goes by so fast. The seven episodes that you're just like, I can't believe people are like they live this way. You're just right. like, oh my god. And that's it why, is... uh, you know, you're going to do it because you're going to feel good about your life. So <laughs> it's true, Rum. Like, after I watched it, I'm, the first thing I thought was, I reached over and I was like, man, my wife didn't try to kill me. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, my, I have all my teeth. Um, I didn't, like, get coerced into marrying a man for, <laughs> for meth. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's, I mean, every, every show you're like, every episode you're like, oh, my God. Oh my god! Oh my god! It just gets like, it gets worse and worse as it goes it on. Worse and worse. It doesn't get better. And, no, um, you know, my, but, but my, it was funny. My was favorite funny. person in the whole fucking show was the dude, the the uh, the big fat guy. Oh yeah, with the dude that was riding the door and eye of the tiger. Yes, yeah, dude, dude that was, was the best. That was the best scene in the whole fucking movie. And was... you know why it was awesome? Because it was totally unnecessary. Right, it had nothing to do with anything. But it was like, wow. <laughs> they were like, look, we don't have enough shots of this dude. Go ride yeah. a fucking jet ski and we'll play yeah, Eye of the Tiger go behind you. water and put you on a jet ski. Can you ride in? And then we'll do a Eye of the Tiger montage. Dude, it's so bad. Unbelievable. Wow. I mean, wow. You know what? I mean, look, when people look back on 2020 in like 20, 30 years <laughs> in history, they're just going to go, I mean, like, this is not a political statement because I don't ever talk politics, but Donald Trump is president. Right. Uh, the world shut down. Tiger King was the biggest thing ever. You know, I mean, you literally could go on for months, for, for hours talking about all the shit that has happened. And no one would ever believe it. They would think it's a script, a bad script. Yeah, I mean, because it sounds like a horrible movie. It sounds like a horrible fucking movie. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my. I mean, you know what? I knew that shit was really fucked up. Because at first I was like, all right, we got this COVID. It's probably like a flu, like SARS and everything else, whatever. They'll get on top of it and it won't be a big deal. But when the NBA canceled their season, I yeah. looked at Jabu and I went, oh, this is serious. Yeah. Because – now you're talking about billions of dollars, and then when then the Absolutely. world shut down, everybody stopped. That went and damn, this isn't like a right versus left or a, no. This is like the whole world just stopped. Yeah, it is. And we were me and me and Rome were just talking about that. We're we we're talking about uh, the possibilities of uh, like the NFL just shutting down. Yeah, well, they already talked about how college football is probably not going to happen. So I don't think NFL is going to happen either. 
That's no, so fucking so crazy. Either. That's yeah. so crazy to have like you know rebroadcasts of old fucking football uh, just to get a football game in. You know. Yeah. You know what? You know what network I feel the worst for? Um, the, the golf network. The golf network. No golf could no golf could keep on going because those guys stay seven eight feet apart from each other. But, uh, yeah. but the courses are closed because of yeah, social gathering. So yep. that's true. Uh, the, all yeah, like... yeah, there's no. I mean, even in California, they already announced that there'll be no more sports or large gatherings until 2021, regardless of anything. So that wow. means there's no professional sports. There's nothing coming right. because unless they decide to have them in one, like in baseball, they tried to do a thing where they were going to have it in Arizona. Yeah, all, all the teams. teams quarantined for four or five months, and all the players were like, "Hell no, hell no, we're not doing that." And then you know, and and uh, I was telling Justin, I was like, you know, there, there's the. Uh, what the WWF or WWE did, they they just did their shit without anybody in the in the, without any audience. Yeah. yeah, it was so awkward. Yeah, I bet it was. I wouldn't even watch it, but I bet it was awkward. Look, I I, I don't normally watch the stuff, okay, at all. Yeah. And then uh, a friend of mine was like, "Hey, why don't you?" You know, I was like, "Look, I'm bored as fuck. There's nothing to do." And he's got you know whatever WWE Network, and and they were doing WrestleMania. So he's like, "You want to watch it?" And I said, "Sure." So he gave me his code, so I watched it. And I mean, it was the most awkward and weird thing i've ever watched because there's just like two dudes running around going yeah blah, blah, and, it's, and it echoes because <laughs> it's like performing like they're in front of an audience they were their show i mean that's that's kind of how i feel about all the um the overabundance of live performances of bands on social media but at yeah. the same time i think like okay if you do it once in a while it's cool because it's special you know maybe do an acoustic thing and then maybe do like a full band thing or, you know, do a couple songs you haven't done. That's special for people. But I see bands doing it like every every other day. Right? Yeah. Because I rehearsal again. It's like. I get really? tired. I get tired of that. I mean, I, I, like, I have friends right, and I so su- look, I support my friends and I'll share their stuff whenever they put their stuff up there. And I, and I think they're all great musicians and this and that. Yeah. But when you post a video every day, I don't need to see you play it every day. You know, I mean, every it, day. you know, yeah. it's not that yeah. it's not it, it doesn't give that mystique and, and special right. stuff to it, you know. But um, but yeah, like I yeah, said, this... dude, it was the weirdest situation to watch these guys perform in an empty room, and they perform like they are, you know, in in like a million packed stadium. And the first thing, the first thing I thought was, now you know how you feel, bitch. Now you know yeah. how it feels to play in front of nobody. Yeah, because 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 you know none of those guys have ever done that. No, no you know, and no, it's I mean... like. I know, I know yeah. you you guys probably had it when you guys were first starting out when you when you play in front now. of like we'll, we'll we'll do shows on a Tuesday night you know on our own in in some city we've never been to and you know you're not playing in front of a lot of people and you're like well you still give it to the people that are there you know you damn right it happens, sure. damn right you push it and push and push it no matter how yeah. many people are there that's right <clears throat> it's the only way it's got to be I mean that's that's live music to me it has to be that mm-hmm. way yep I tell you what this is the this is the moment. The big moment that the curling industry has been waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> You're a fucking moron. <laughs> With a sport, it's the it's the it's the most underrated sport. There's two fat guys somewhere in Canada cracking a Molson, going, "Now's our time, brother. Now's our, Now's time. our time. We but got like, this. We got to figure out how to do this with social distancing because we have to be far apart. You know, we have to clean off the. You know, I don't even know what the rocks are. I watched a documentary on that shit and I still don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking sweeper. Yeah, right. I was like, oh, but you know, it's whatever that people have fun with it and they're successful. Um, that's cool. Speaking of stuff that was on uh, Netflix, did you watch Brew Brothers yet? No, yeah, I did. no. Jabu, you watched it? Yeah. Did you like it? It's 
Okay, it, want to start a brewery. Yeah, same here. Brewery. Same here. <laughs> it, it wasn't so bad. It was actually pretty funny. Like they had some funny parts in it, but it really made me want to like, man, let's do this. This looks like it's fun. <laughs> All right, I don't have to check that out. I, I haven't even crossed paths with that yet. I went out and got a couple IPAs after that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that, man. According according to them, that's a bad beer. Oh yeah, there you go. Fuck <laughs> is, it, uh, is 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 that the uh, is that the talented diva in the room? It is. Yeah, that's him. That's okay. The diva has has risen. He finally said something. Yeah. <laughs> I have to go out and get the food. Yeah. He, oh, I said, all right. I said, hey, go get our Uber Eats here, and then I'm, he was, I'm the intern. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very rare that that we let Jabu talk in an interview or anything because he'll say some goofy ass shit. So all the time. Completely understand, yeah. man. God. That's what they do at me. They don't want me to talk much either. He's playing with my hope. <laughs> I was wondering what that was. I was like, I, it was, is that the actual Hulk or is he making that yeah. voice? I was like, no, I'm that's impressed. Him. I got this Hulk that says like 15 different things on my desk. Oh, that's and awesome. Press it and he talks to you. We press it all day long. We ask some questions and he answers. <laughs> well, that's a way of getting through life. That's how you write yeah. your record, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Should I use this? Yeah. Yes, Hulk smash. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, what are you guys doing for fun besides sitting around doing nothing? Nothing. Really? I mean, you know what? Because what's crazy is that, you know, it was raining for like a month straight here, which is odd for Southern California. So it's not like you could even go out and like walk around or exercise right. or anything. So we were like, I mean, the the, the song even says it never rains in California. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Lies. Sure, it has been lately. I've been doing much, you know. You watch all this. You watch television. You watch the, the crazy news, which is completely nuts. And then we come in here and we work on music, and um, you know, just paying bills and living life by doing nothing. Well, hey, I guess it's a, it's the it's the new norm. It's the new norm, yeah. It's the new thing. What are you doing tonight? Nothing. Me too. Yeah, exactly. That's what everybody's like. Hey, what you doing? What you did this weekend? Absolutely nothing. What the fuck did nothing. you do this weekend? I, I, you know, I built a house. That's what I did. I well, mean, you... Jabu will text me and be like, "Hey, what are you watching on Netflix? Maybe I'll check it out because maybe I'll stumble upon something, you know, right. or on Prime." That's what I do. Like, let me find. Like right now, I'm watching. I've been watching the Wu Tang documentary, and I watch the Wu Tang. Uh, series in american saga that's what i that's what i'm doing I, looking for stuff like, i tried to like. i tried to watch the saga thing uh-huh and i couldn't get through to i was just like okay i love the wu-tang clan don't get me wrong yeah but like i was like that was not what i was looking forward to you know i was <laughs> kind of like this is a lot of bullshit yeah it's a i mean i enjoyed it but i actually like the documentary on showtime better it's a four-part documentary okay of, and it that's like real footage and real stuff, and it's it's really cool. I've watched two episodes so far, and it's pretty bitchy. I'm gonna have to check out that one out because I really dig yeah. this. So that's good. It's another thing I was watching too. Was like uh, like I said, I'm not a huge wrestling fan at all. But there was mm. like this fucking uh, Vice did a uh, a whole series called uh, the Dark Side of the Ring. Uh huh. And it's like all the really fucked up stories in wrestling. Like oh, they shit. did they did a two part on um. Oh no! Oh goddamn! What's his name? Who who killed his wife and kid and hung himself? Ben uh, can't... Chris Benoit. Yeah, I think it was him. Yeah. Yeah, they did a two they did a two part story about that. They did like uh, Jimmy Superfly Snooker. They talk about right. all the, like because you know he killed somebody, and oh, he went wow. yeah he killed somebody, and yeah he did he got away with it and died recently. 
It was crazy. It was just a whole you know bunch what? of crazy shit. Wrestling is a tough business. It is. It's no joke. I don't care what anyone says. You know, it's a tough life to live. It's got to be. I mean, yeah. I mean, those guys beat the shit out of themselves. Yeah. And my cousin throws events and has, like, the old-time guys come out, like, uh, Brutus Beefcake and Greg the Oh, Hatter. cool. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Dude, those guys are beat, beat up. up. Yeah, they're beat up. Yeah, they're showing they're their age, man. Drugs. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, that's, a, that's one of the things on there is a lot of them are definitely hooked on a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? For sure. It, it's terrible, man. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't even know. There, there's a oh god, I, it's hard to say how many which which episode was my favorite because there was like so many crazy shits in those things. Spoiler alert, Wayne. <clears throat> what? Spoiler alert. I'm not spoiling anything. <laughs> I'm just saying. I just said I don't, I couldn't tell you. But if you want to watch those, you can go okay. on YouTube. They're all okay. on oh. YouTube. Look, type in Vice and Dark Side of the Ring, and they're all they're like 30 minutes. No, oh, I was perfect. I was very close to becoming a professional thumb wrestler at one time. Oh, there you go. There you go. So I, I can I can relate. I can yeah. relate. But I I figured That's that would ruin my hand modeling career, so I had to um, let it go. It was you yeah, know you had to walk around with your gloves like George Costanza in that episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or David Duchovny with the fucking glass thing in from Zoolander. Yeah. <laughs> no, you okay. broke it. I want to get back to the I want to get back to the uh, the music real quick. You said you've yeah. got about ten you got about ten songs in uh, you're working on right now. Is there going to be is it going to be uh, a little bit a couple more than that on the upcoming album or you, what? How are you thinking? Well, after we finish these ten, we'll have actually written a total of thirteen so far. So once oh wow, all demoed. Um, I don't know. Like I said, because we're kind of in like a weird spot. Should we put out a full record? Because there's like certain things that happen nowadays in the goofball music industry where. If, if you release a song and it's out for more than a month, then Spotify doesn't want to play it after it's been out, you know, as far as, like, their playlists and all that bullshit. Right. So, like, so we're like, well, you know, we got to figure out which songs we go to radio with, and do we should we do EPs? Should we sign an album deal? Should we just do singles? Because we have lots of tour offers coming, so it's like, it's going to kind of be like, when we have all these songs demoed and we're happy with them, We'll play them to our management. We'll play them to a couple producers and just kind of see like, all right, we want to record these ones and then, you know, see how we want to do it. I mean, obviously it's all up in the air because, and we're in no rush, obviously, because, um, you know, who the hell knows what's going to happen with the world. But, um, right. I, we're just, we're just more interested right now in really just being happy with the songs we have. That's all I care about over the next two or three months. That's all I care about. Hey, that's, that's a, Right way of thinking about it. I mean, absolutely. So, I mean, I was gonna. My second question is now kind of moot because I was gonna ask you, you know, what you thought maybe a title might be for the new album. But, well, uh, I do have one idea, but we'll kind of get to that when we have the songs all. Like, okay. You know, we have eight or nine or ten or twelve, whatever we have, and we cool. listen to them and go, you know, this kind of sums it up. You know, sometimes it's a title track song and sometimes it's not, and sometimes it's like Coma. And we didn't have a title and our manager named it and it means nothing. So. Well, no, it's true. You know, I, I, I'm just looking forward to it. That's all I know. So and, am I. Uh, cool. All so the other, I, all the other stuff you guys have put out has been great. Awesome. Um, Thank you. Uh, the, uh, you know, to, to, to think this one's going to be a step up in, in, in uh, a heavier direction as well. I mean, that's, I mean, I, I really, uh, don't get me wrong. I love the heavy stuff, but I really mm-hmm. like it when you guys do um, uh, very good. Uh, I mean, you guys do great at, uh, very hard ballads as well if if, right. you, if you don't mind me saying i think that you yeah, guys yeah. do a great job of that 
and uh, it 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 really one thing with your your music is you can really pull uh, you, you can feel the emotion in every instrument coming through. You can feel out of, out of your lyrics are are amazing. Uh, it's just uh, I I can see how like every album you guys put out just increases that fan base just ever so more. It's a, it's absolutely amazing. That's awesome. You know what it is, and I think um, we're never ever and, and Jabur and I have had this discussion like because we're like what should we write? We are never ever ever going to be um, uh, metal 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 band. You know what I'm saying? Really right. delve into like crazy you know lamb of god hardcore wrist this is not what we do our music's always going to be like kind of in the box of trying to write more hitting that like emotional tinge like with a song like turn away like that's not the heaviest song ever written but it is emotionally heavy and it it, it's it's weighted and like it has a lot of um reality to it and that's what that's what i'm talking about with the heaviness like it's like it's re- there's a realness to what we're doing. And, you know, because we can literally sit here and write, you know, super duper duper ridiculously heavy stuff just to be heavy. But that's not really what you know gets us off. It's more about finding those riffs that that stands out. And yet I can convey something vocally that just really, you know, it makes you feel it. Like, that's really what I want. And that's the kind of heavy that I'm interested in, you know, um, because, you know, I already believe that music has gotten as heavy as it's ever going to get. Like you can't get any heavier than some of the bands that are out there, but they're kind right. of pointless at a time. It gets pointless if there's no emotion behind it. And so right. that's, sometimes, that's sometimes it just sounds like they're throwing pots and pans down the staircase at times. Yeah, it's <laughs> cool and all, you know, some bands, you know, they do it. And it's like, wow, that really, I feel that. And some bands like, well, it's really, it's just, you're just playing heavy. There's not any, really think to it where I've seen artists get up there with an acoustic guitar and I'm completely moved, not because it's melodic and soft, but because it's so emotionally heavy, I'm going, damn, this motherfucker is really laying it down. And that to me is heavier than just going, Wah! you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Sometimes. sure. So that's kind I agree. Of, that's kind of where we'll, we'll always be. And I'll always, without a doubt, I always want to write the catchiest vocal line I can over the music. That's my goal. Always. I will never, ever, ever want to write, you know, I like hooks, so I'm never going to get away from that. Hey, you, you do what makes you happy. That's that's what makes a good band. If yeah, you can exactly. For yourselves. You, and I've always said that is like when when it's not fun to yeah. you and when you're not enjoying yourself anymore, when it's and it, it's basically it's time to leave. Totally. And you what's know? funny is we've had these band member switches and I'm having more fun now when we tour because of just a more positive vibe for some reason so and that's it you know it's more fun i'm having more fun and that's amazing at at, you know this stage in our life that we're having more fun on the road well no that's good that's a great thing dude yeah well last year how about how long were you guys on the road i mean uh, i know you did a lot so last year we did the only tour we actually did in 2019 was the six weeks with scott stapp because what happened was we toured in t- fall of 2018 mm-hmm. on our own, and then we came home, and and literally the band that I had with me said, look, we don't want to take tours unless they're a certain caliber. We were getting all the- offered all these tours, but they were smaller, and I kept saying, well, I think we need to do some small tours, and then some big tours, and some small tours, 
And they were like, no, we only want to do the big tours. And I was like, well, I don't, it's probably not the best plan, but if that's what the majority wants to do, that's what we'll do. So we literally sat home for like six months last year and got our second single ready and did a video. And then we finally got a, a good tour, the Scott Stapp tour. And then the band that I had, two of the guys quit. <laughs> After we oh, wow. for a tour, they quit and they quit for fine reasons. We're still cool. There's no drama or anything. You know, one's taking care of his kid. One is financial reasons. So we were like, OK, so now that they're out of the band, um, our, our opinion is that we're taking and we're going to do everything we get offered because we're going to go out there and play and work it because the big tours are being offered, the small tours are being offered. And that's what was happening. So we got this Sons of Texas tour that we just did. We got some festivals. Now they're all canceled. We got a bunch of tours lined up for this year. And we were just going to work while we wrote a new record. Obviously, you know, because of Corona and the world, we're just writing a record. But now it's like, okay, we're out there to work. So um, we only we literally were out for six weeks last year. And it kind of was like, I was not stoked on it. But, you know, as a band, Sunflower Dead has always been pretty democratic. And sure. uh, we always ask people uh, what they want to do. and But now it's just pretty much me and Jim handling everything. So it's pretty much what we want to do. Well, there you go. That's and, uh, cool. I look, uh, I'm looking forward to you guys not being able to go home for two years. You guys have to live <laughs> on a bus. That would be awesome. But you know what? Um, uh, hopefully that will happen and um, everyone will be healthy and all that shit. Because, uh, you know, ugh. This shit is crazy right now. Yeah, dude. Crazy, but... What what was what was uh, what is like tour life for you guys? Is it uh, is it put it all on stage, go back, and it's a quiet quiet ride? You know, is it uh, for, um, for this version of Sunflower Dead? It's pretty chill. It's pretty much you know drive, get to the venue early, do our thing, eat, rock out, you know, sell the merch, talk to people, hang out, talk to as many people as possible load up go to the hotel room because we're doing it in a van right now so we can mm-hmm. get hotel rooms it's easier we're all clean we sleep do it the next day um the first two albums sunflower dead was literally like being a motley crew it was like catastrophe fighting drunk not me i don't drink but you know just a lot getting kicked off tours lots of problems lots of just mm-hmm. you know the makeup all that shit it just was, it was the exact opposite thing that we're doing now is it was it was too over the top and um it was way uncontrollable a lot of good times was just too uncontrollable but now it's just like you know we do our business and it's pretty cool and we're having a good time and it's positive and that's the most important thing it's positive now it was so negative before even though we were doing positive things like internally there was just so much like tension and um that's what happens when it's just a lot of partying yeah i think that's when i saw you guys actually when when you guys were on your first (laughs) tour out here yeah probably (laughs) because uh I'll never forget this because I, I told you the story before. Like, I, I want to say it was you or it was one of the other guys. I don't remember who it was. It was just standing next to me, and we were standing outside of the building watching this guy beat the shit out of another guy in the parking lot. Holy shit. I, I don't know which, which – uh, it wasn't me, I don't think. I don't remember that. Because we were just sitting there. We the just in the band beating the shit out no, of No, no, no. It wasn't one of the guys in the band. It was just – it was this drunk dude and another guy – arguing outside the business and then we just sat there and we were just like this guy just punched the shit out of this other dude we're like wow okay this is happening and we just sat there and watched them fight for a few minutes they split up the other guy knocked the other guy out on the ground you know what oh no that wasn't that yeah because i was thinking it for a second like there is crazy times 
Like we're out. Where, where was the place where uh, the guy broke the window? Jeannie was with us from all our main. That was in a Connecticut. Yeah, so we're outside. <laughs> we just just loaded up the van, the trailer, and so there's this like 400 pound dude. You know, you can tell he's super, he's smashed, man. He's absolutely tanked, and he's like he's doing this stagger, but like he's going to hit something. I'm like, my buddy was out of the van, and was. You know, we better hurry up and move the van. And you could just see him in slow motion <laughs> fall about 12 feet right into the window of the van and smash it. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> and, it, and it was the most expensive window. Too. Yeah, of course it was. Everywhere. It was like a $500 window. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, but you know what? You know what? That was somebody else doing something. What yeah. was what was worse was the shit that you all were doing to each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't like to talk about yeah. that. <laughs> That's the real shit. Like, if there's video on that, people are like, yeah. what the hell are these guys doing? Yeah, we were known for waking up at the same venue the next day in the RV going, oh, my God, we got to be like, on a show Like, right we now. would finish the show, <laughs> and all the bands would leave to drive to the next venue at 2 a.m., Mm-hmm. And Sunflower Dead was leaving to drive to the next venue at 2 p.m. the next day. Holy shit. Oh, wow. It was like, and I would wake up and go, where are we at? And they'd be like, we're in the parking lot of the venue. I'd be like, great. Wait, this is the venue we played last night. They're like, yeah, we never left. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, they're still drunk. I was like, okay. You know, it was, it was. I mean, a lot of it was funny, and it was fun and games, and luckily nobody got hurt. But a lot of it caused a lot of problems that are, you know, when you're not making people a lot of money, people don't like your problems. Right. So, Right, so that's, that's true. It's, it's, uh, it's it was a lot of drama, but yeah, we're kind of beyond that. It's pretty cool because touring for us is just it's everything about being on stage and kicking ass. Well, that's what it needs to be, and uh, mm-hmm. you guys do it well for sure. Thank you. Now I'm just I'm just wondering why did 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 you the big fat guy that broke the window? Did you just go to him and did you take the money out of his wallet? Did you, you say give me a the fucking cops wallet? Were there, weren't they? Well, yeah, and it took it took like six cops to get this guy down. Like he was. Oh, jeez. And um, so I filled out a report, and literally like two years later, I got a check in the mail. Yeah. And it was like a court decision. The guy, they ended up the guy paid for my window, but it was and it was out of the blue. Like two years later, I got a check in the mail with a Connecticut <laughs> decision. I was like, wow, this this is awesome. Yeah, right. Well, now we can buy more shit to sell. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it was uh, that was. I remember they were like, hey, some dude just broke our window. I was like, what? So I walked outside and I saw the dude on the ground. And I guess the cops saw the look in my eyes because I, I just wanted to beat someone's face in. And the cops grabbed me. They're like, nope, 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 nope. I still have the makeup on and shit. They're like, you got to go inside. They're like, you're going to. They walked me back inside. And I was like, well, I'm just looking. They're like, nope, nope, nope. I'm just looking. Inside. I'm just looking to punch somebody in the face. Yeah, I was I was pretty pissed. Which is weird. I hear this come from you because you seem like such a very low key kind of even tempered dude. I am though. I am. I am. I'm really low key and extreme. Honestly, extremely nonviolent. But I guess I was. You know, that was a problem with the way we toured before. It just it was so crazy that you just it made you crazy. It made you crazy. Ugh. Yeah, man. <laughs> like, like I said, Look, dude, he, he's, it was, get, he's getting angry just talking about it. I know. <laughs> seriously, I will. I'll get all pissed off. Like. I, I, uh, and this is this is this is the crazy thing, Zuzik. Remember, I remember that 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 thing, you know, pretty vividly. And I remember standing next to whoever it was, and, and he was like, "Hey, man, you want some stickers?" And we just sit there talking, and he's <laughs> like, 
I'm like, yeah, dude, I'll take some sticker, sure. You, you know, that sounds about right. And and, and right. I still have to this day. I have. I'll I'll send you a picture of it. It's it's on my. I have a door that's full of stickers, and I still have it. It's right there on my door. Sunflower Dead, a big one. That's on my. That's fucking amazing. And, and, that's... and, and that's quite a long time ago, man. Because that venue. Yeah, where where are you from again? New Orleans. New Orleans. Okay, so yeah. you had to see us at that place. It was like a hangar. The that hangar, that's right? exactly what it was. That's yeah, exactly that's what where it was. was. And we, I think we played there twice on our first album. Yep, and I and I once was there. Once with Ed and once with El Nino. Okay, I. It was for, it was, was with the back behind the place that there it, was a fight. No, it was right in the front door. <laughs> Right in the front door. Yeah, it was probably Jamie or Lats at that time. Because um, so like, oh my god, have a sticker. You guys played with Head PE. Yeah, with Head PE. Okay, yep. yep, I remember. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, and, and uh, crackheads riding around. All yeah, that the- place was that place was wow. Wait, wait, you want to hear the best about that place? Yeah. The guy who owned it ended up uh, from uh, you know I don't know the the whole aspect behind it, but people are saying that um he set the building on fire because because he couldn't pay for something and then he ended up killing himself oh shit damn yeah it was it, it's it was terrible like that was like uh-huh. a big crazy crazy shit that went on with that with that place wow. yeah. yeah that's a, that's a shame but you know i had heard it burn down but i oh wow that's crazy yep that's the story man and and i was like man that's fucked up that is fucked up damn they had some hookers in the back. Yeah, oh man, they had so much shit at that place. It was ridiculous. Sex, mm-hmm. drugs, and rock and roll. Oh, it was yeah, yeah. yeah it was something. Yeah. It's like herpes, and, meth, and, and Tiger King. Herpes, meth, and Tiger King. Yep, herpes, <laughs> meth, and Tiger. That's where Tiger King came from. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's where he got his got first husband. Yeah, that's where he got his first husband. There you go. Oh man, yeah, but it was a good. I enjoyed the fuck out the show, man. I went the first thing right when you guys got off. The first thing I did was go talk to y'all because I was like, you know, awesome. you guys were awesome, you know. Thanks, that's awesome. And uh, been fan ever since. So, cool. That's really cool. Yeah, it was. Uh, we we still had a really good time, you know, performing, you know, with the makeup and all that stuff. And it was it was good. Those tours were fun, um, in that regard. But um. In other regards, not so much. But that, right. the happy tours were generally cool. Like we only, you know, gotten fights with each other every three hours as opposed to every thirty minutes. So well, that's that good. Cool. That's not bad. Yeah. Not bad. No. Yeah. But you, you, you did mention you got, uh, you got some new guys uh, you're playing with, and it, you, and you also kind of alluded to saying it's, it's like playing with, you know, you, you've got that freshness again. You know, it's, it's like a whole new thing. It, you're excited about playing. So I, you know, that's cool. Yeah, it's cool when that happens. I think we're just so focused on the music and playing and performing that it's just we're just so dialed into that, and I, I really enjoy that because to me it's more of an an art that way. It's not just a show, um, and I think that was the problem I was starting to have with when we were wearing the makeup was it was becoming so much the show that I don't feel that the music and the skill was being recognized. So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we should you know what, we're just going to do a 180 because I don't, you know, you can get, the way I look at it is when you wear makeups, masks, costumes, it either works over the top so well, like a band like Slipknot where it's perfect, or Mm -hmm. it doesn't work at all. There's no middle ground. Like there's a band like Wardis made a career off it and they're amazing because it's worked great for them. But then there's bands that just haven't really done anything besides have the look they don't even have the music they just have the look and so it's it's either like 
like I said, either works amazingly or it doesn't. And I felt we were starting to get lumped into uh, we're not going to be able to get over this hill because of the way we looked. And I was like, you know, I'm not I'm, what we have to offer is more than that. Even though I loved it, it's still more than that. I agree. Well, I agree 100 percent, man. Well, I think this uh, you mentioned bringing the, uh, a classic aspect of uh, of your sound back into this these new songs. You, you, didn't you mention about bringing in the, uh, the accordion back and, and throwing yeah. in some keys as well? Yeah, for sure. Definitely. That, yeah. That's going to be really, really cool. Yeah, yeah re- the stuff we wrote is really cool with it. And um, uh, I mean, you know, on the last record, there was no piano and no accordion purposefully. I wasn't in agreement, but like I said, we were all, you know, we're, we're always very, very democratic. So that's the way we went. I love the record, though. I love Coma. I think it's the shit. But um, mm-hmm. I'm happy to now, you know, bring those things back because we didn't stop doing it live. We just didn't have it on the record. And, and uh, what happened was when we went down to one guitar player, I started taking some of the guitar parts on the record of Coma and playing it on the accordion live. So oh, that's cool. How we were able to keep it going and make it make sense and, and perform some of those songs without two guitar players. Oh, that actually works. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's yeah it was awesome. cool. Oh, was very now, awesome. now is, is any of those two things, the accordion or the keys going to play any, in a factor and say maybe this possible cover song you're going to be doing as well? Not the piano. I mean, maybe the accordion. The problem is, is like, like when mm, we did so Elton John's take, out. When we did every breath you take, <laughs> everybody said you guys should put the accordion in it, and I was like, I didn't, and I know it would have sounded fine because there's keyboards in it, but I was like, sure. I didn't want to be the band that put the accordion in every breath you take. You know what I'm saying? It's right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to be that guy. You know. Be, you know, because that song is so amazing, but. You know, it could work in the song we're doing. Um, it's not a bad idea. I've actually thought about it. It, it might happen. We'll see. It just comes down to, um, you know, when I have all the foundation down, if, if we really feel it's going to make the song pop. If it does, think, I'm cool with it. I think Paradise by the Dashboard Light would be would be a good choice for that. Don't you? <laughs> yeah, it would be wonderful. Yeah, it would be a wonderful song for us to do. <laughs> Rum, you're a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, oh. I'm gonna look, dude. We're we're really looking forward to this new record, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm glad you guys yeah. are safe. You know, I'm glad everything is cool with y'all. Um, staying yeah. staying clean, COVID free. Yeah. You know, doing our best to. Yeah, I know you're we're not. We're that, or we had it. We're immune to it. Who the fuck knows? Yeah. Supposedly, if you get it, and once you get it, you're good. So. Yeah. Hopefully. It, yeah. Wow. Who knows what the fuck that? Yeah. They don't even know what it is yet. So. Yeah. But um. Anyway, well, dude, like I said, we appreciate you coming on the show, man. It was really fun having you back. Awesome. I appreciate coming on the show. And then you got a little Jaboot time. Too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, that was awesome. <laughs> got the got the diva on finally. Damn. Yeah. Sorry, I was drying my hair. Well, dude, um, y'all be safe. And like I said, cool. um, you definitely, you know, you're always welcome on here, man. You guys come up with something you want to come on and bullshit with us. Or if you're just fucking bored and you yeah, want to right. come hang out, dude, you're always welcome. Awesome. I appreciate that, guys. Great talking to you. And stay safe and, uh, you know, follow the rules. We will, man. We will. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I was your host, Wayne. I'm the rum guy. And he was Michael Del Pizzo from the band Sunflower Dead. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to keep it, keep it middle!
That's it. Get the fuck 